Welcome to the Good Life Podcast. Are you ready for more? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another awesome episode of The Good Life. Today, we're going to be discussing the subject money, money, money. I guess that's so exciting. And I have here with me Ayo, I have Diola, I have Pastor Toi, and I have Pastor Tapi. I'm Oinda, and together I'm sure we're going to have an exciting time delving into the subject of money. All right. So who wants to make some money? Who wants to count some money? I, to, I definitely do. <laughs> you know, money has become, you know, such an integral part of our lives. When the Bible says that money answereth all things. Let's just, you know, explore what role exactly does money have and how important, you know, is it to have money? How important is it to have to be able to make money in this day and age. What difference does it make? What difference, I mean, if you don't have money, what impact does that have on you? Diola, I don't know if you want to start with that. Why are you starting with me? <laughs> you have the big business mongols here. But I mean, like, money is important. I mean, money, you need money to do things. You want to do something. Even I mean, so there's this Bible verse that says, God makes all grace abound unto me. Whenever I read that scripture, <laughs> what I'm thinking is God is making money available unto me. Of course, I know it's more than that, but... Money is really important. I mean, you, there are a lot of things you want to do that you can't do with, without money, without resources. And when we're talking about money, we are talking about resources. If you look at the apostles in the Bible, they were able to do a lot of things because they had partnership with people who, you know, had resources available um, to them. They were able to spread the gospel. So money is really, really important. Pastor All team. right. Um, money is good. Money is necessary. It's good to be able to pay your bills but beyond that, I believe that as Christians, we are also custodians of kingdom finances. Mm, so true. There are things that are in the heart of God that he wants to do. And God is not going to come down from heaven to do those things. He's going to send his children um, to do it. So I believe it's a responsibility for us as believers to have money so that when missionaries want to go, we can send them. When there are hospital bills to pay, we can pay them. When there are school fees to pay, we can pay them. You know, funny enough, in church on Thursday, someone was saying that we look forward to a time where Christians will walk up to um, federal governments and say, how much is the debt of this country? I want to pay it off. <laughs> it sounded funny, but really it's critical. It's, it's true. We need to um, be financially empowered so that we can not just and meet our own needs, but the needs of those around us and, you know, be the hand and the touch of God to people all around us. So it's critical we have money. So good, so good. You know, I was reading a, a story that someone just sent me on social media a couple of days ago, and the person puts on the subject that, you know, this is not meant to be a religious post per se, even though it sounds like a religious post. So the story went on to say that at Bishop Idahosa, he went for a program somewhere, I can't remember which state, and then I think it happens to be raining. It was raining. And so the person leading prayer there then started to pray about God stopping the rain and, and stuff like that. But the rain did not stop. So when Archbishop then took the microphone, he then said that, you do know the reason the rain did not stop? He said, because he did not say amen. <laughs> That's the first thing. But he then went on to say, the reason I did not say amen to that prayer is that, come on, you don't need to pray. 
just raise funds and roof this place. Yeah. <laughs> Just get a roof over this place for goodness sake. And then yeah. you don't, I mean, it's not a prayer point, yeah. you know. And so he encouraged the people to then give and then you know, people then gave and they were able to do what they Solve needed the to problem. do. There are some prayer points that will be absolutely unnecessary yeah. if, you know, money was not an issue, yeah. if you had money. And that's why it just, it just reminds me of that story where, you know, a man was praying for one million naira in church <laughs> and the person beside him was praying for a hundred nairas. Please take, take your hundred naira. Let like, God, God, God answer. Hear me. My own is the main, is the main prayer point yeah. as it were. You know, so really, you know, there's, there's a lot that can, we can do with money. There are problems that will be unnecessary yeah. if we have money. Yeah. You know, there are some levels of life that we would live if we had money. You know, and even in the church, there's some, like I said, there's some, there's some prayers that are completely unnecessary. I mean, in Nigeria and in many third world countries, there's so many things that we've gotten accustomed to just because it's poverty we have all around. Yeah. And that's just the absolute reality. So, so I think that there needs to be a lot of renewing of the minds of, of people, first of all, towards money, towards the purpose of money. Because, you know, on the one hand, um, the Bible says that love of money is the root of, of all evil. We'll come to that, you know, you know, in a bit. I mean, there are doors that will get open to you when you can command financial resources, you know. So if we bring this down to women now and bring this down to 2022, if we look around, there's, there's so much happening. I mean, we've been hearing about the war between Russia and Ukraine that is impacting the entire world in so many ways. The price yeah. of oil has gone up. The price of diesel, let's not, let's not even go there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> has, has gone up. The cost of living is skyrocketing. Inflation is at an all-time high. You know, how can someone really, how can people really make money, you know, in this day and age? And particularly women. How can women truly make money in this um, day and age? Pastor Taffy. All right. So I think um, in this day and age, there are still many ways to... To make money, one of the things um, that people can do is to continue to up their skills. The better skilled they are, they can earn at a higher level. I think one of the errors that, um, you know, quite maybe a lot of people made growing up is just coming out of school and feeling like I've been there, I've done that, I've finished, thank God, I've put all behind me. You know, but there's the need to, you know, continuously grow acquire new skills. I had somebody talk to me, said, anytime I want to earn a certain level of income, I just ask myself, what new skills do I need to acquire? How can I position myself for this um, level of income? You know, so it goes for trainings because there's a goal in mind. And every time it goes for that, you already knows that at the end of it, you know, I'm going to have an opportunity to utilize um, these skills. You know, so enhancing um, one's personal skills. People get involved with um, um, trade. is another way you can um, make money. I know a number of people are engaged in um, side hustles. And for some, trade is the main thing that have been on their plate. You know, but for a number of employees, um, they can begin to consider what are the things that, you know, they can do by the side that doesn't compete with their day job or that can be an opportunity to add extra finances to the family. Aside that, we also have, you know, for people that have some cash that are already earning already, how can you invest the money in a way to get return? And today there are 
different ways that people <laughs> do that. I had some colleagues that would partner with developers, for instance, you know, and what they were doing is they would just, so they were not paying for the land, you know, they would, they would just buy a house for a, a place, develop it for a given number of years. And so at that time, I said, maybe two, three years ago, before dollar, the Naira crashed seriously against the Naira. With a four million, you could get a, maybe three, four or five million, you could get a three bedroom apartment that you could have in Yaba in Suruleri and have a title to it for the next maybe 18 years. So some of their rents, they could earn a million even from that there, four million, and they will have continuous income um, streams, you know. So that's one of the things that people do. But there are also instruments in the market, you know, like maybe government bonds, you know, where you can put in some money and earn interest, you know, that is much more higher than several multiples of the savings rate. You know, and I know more recently there has been a lot of conversations around uh, digital assets. People are making money in that space. So there are different opportunities to make money, and I believe that. Wow, the financial professional has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so good. Aya, do you have any perspective to this? Uh, so mine would be if I just look at my um, career journey and in, in the light of, you know, making more money, I normally would tell my team members that, you know, nothing just lands on your table. I'll look at it from the perspective of what value are you bringing. Pastor yeah. Taffy talked about, you know, skill set. I think that's one thing. The second thing is there's, there's something every business and organization is looking out for. Um, how can you bring that value to them? And in just looking at, you know, my path, at least in the last 12, 13 years that I've been working, I've maybe based on the organizations I've worked for, it has never landed on my table, be it my promotion or next level, next move. I've always had to stand up for myself to say, um, I'm doing XYZ today. I think I can do XYZ plus X. I think I can offer that value to the business. Uh, yes, maybe there might be one two or two skill gaps, but this is, uh, this is my plan to ensure that I solve that um, with this training, with that ETC, and I'm open to also whatever the business wants to do. Um, and basis that I've gotten growth. I've gotten growth in my finances because it's, you are at level one before and you say you can do what a level two is doing and you've given us the pathway to say this is how I'm going to overcome it. I know that to be a level two, I need to have this kind of experience or knowledge. I'm going to um, you know, enroll myself in this um, kind of, and I think it will give me that exposure. And I also have the, I, I know that I'll be able to do it. And that's how I've moved from level to level. So I always look at it from, I mean, and maybe this would be for career professionals. I'm looking at the business. Every time I always look at the business and say, okay, what is it that the business is looking for solution with, in line with my, my department and what I do, obviously, and how can I solve that problem? So they probably will need someone to add over these categories and this, and, you know, the person doing it might not be doing a good job at it, and I'm like, I can do this, but I'll need X, Y, Z. I'll do this from my end. I need the organization to do this from their end. And that's how I've actually always... So I think looking at it from the kind of value you can bring on the table, they will always pay you for value. If you bring value, you will be paid for it. And that's me because I know that I cannot sell, you know, a biro to save my life. I know I can speak, but I just... I think maybe because I've seen business all around me growing up, and I'm just like, no, I want something different. My mom is into business. My sister is into business. And that just made me retreat and say, no, I'm not doing this business thing. I just want... 
like a career path. I want to do, I want to learn and I want to apply that, you know, knowledge into work. And that's why I always look at it from that perspective. Like if there's a value I can bring to the table, I will be paid for it. And I've seen that growth, you know, every year. Once I look at it and, you know, I just search my spirit, pray about it. Once I get like a green light in my spirit that this gap is there and God is going to support me, I, I start the conversation. And actually, uh, maybe 80% of the conversation, immediately I say, they say, no, it's not possible. In fact, there was a particular time my, um, the HR head for Africa called me and said, you're the most ambitious person I've ever met in my entire career. And this guy is like probably in his 40s or so, late 40s. And I, I said, well, I think it, it's something that has to go with Nigerians. I said, you can't fault me for ambition, but you can't fault me for all that you've given me, I've done. I've given value, I've added value. I'm only asking for more. Every time, actually not 80% of the time, 100%, they'll say no. The first conversation is always no. It's not going to happen. But then I look at no as another opportunity to say yes in the future. So I'll come back again, and then I'll look around. Who can I speak to? Who is there in the, their own management committee that can help me um, you know, lend a voice? And I keep saying it, and I say, well, they're like, this pressure is too much. Let's just let her do it. She could probably fail at it, and I won't fail at it. Next time again, I'll ask for, and that's how I've actually you know, made a move and made more money. And more and more, and then they see, uh, okay, we need to pay her for this. In fact, there was a particular role. I'd done it for one year. They were still paying me my old salary. I wrote a letter because I'd done law in my university day for like two years. I did diploma in law for two years. And I know I can't be cheated. I wrote them, I wrote them, wrote to HR that I've been doing this role for one year. What's the plan? You're not increasing my salary and, oh, we wanted to blah, blah, blah. They took it up. And that's how I've seen growth. So we, if we bring it back to the value, because... Sometimes people have this, you see people do two masters, do PhD. When I interview people, sometimes I'm wondering, you have this level of exposure, but I don't see the value you are going to bring to the organization. So it, it brings it back to what value are you bringing to this organization? And that would bring, um, you know, more money to you because when they see value, they pay for it. Yeah. Wow, that was wow. a barrel full. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, just hold it right there and we'll just take a quick break and we'll be right back. The Good Life will be right back. Welcome back to The Good Life. So we had Aya just um, sharing her experience um, in her career journey, how she has just driven for more added value. And I, I love the point that you'll be paid for what value you bring to an organization. It's all about the value you bring. And even when you are bringing in the value, don't assume that people will pay you what you deserve. Yeah. You should ask for what you deserve. Ask yeah. for what is yours. And I'm just going to write on that point. We see in, in our society a lot of people that are, I mean, doing great things. If I, if I call on the dangotes of this world, the Ted dollars of this world, and, you know, we have, I mean, of course, those guys have been in business, you know, for a long time, but we have a lot more of the younger generation doing great things. And one of the things that Ayo mentioned was that, I mean, if you add value, you will be able to command finances. There are a lot of problems we have in this country. And if people will look around to identify problems and prefer solutions, they will command wealth. Yeah. They will command money. They will command finances. I mean, I look at people, I mean, the kind of ideas that I, I see people coming up with these days, they are unimaginable. I mean, someone 
decides that they want to go into the logistics space because of all the issues with, with our roads and people getting goods delivered from one place to another and then, you know, set up a system whereby things can be done electronically and seamlessly and all that. There are people that they look at, okay, we have a problem with in the medical space, you know, people in the, in the rural areas, they have difficulties getting access you know, to, to, to drugs and stuff like that. Let's set up a system, let's set up a hub whereby, you know, drugs can... And these people are making good money. Yeah. Good money. Last year, within the last one year, we've had a number of um, African companies become unicorns. Nigerian companies become unicorns, i.e. they have reached the $1 billion um, dollar valuation mark. And these are people that just started from scratch, you know, had a simple idea and were able to blow it up and command, you know, wealth. So let's, let's have a conversation again. You know, what are things that, you know, people can actually do in this space? You know, what are the kind of thoughts, what are the kind of uh, mindsets that people really need to have towards money? Because many people think, oh, if right now, if only I can get, get a job, you know, in nine to five. Of course, some people will get money from nine to five, but it's not, it's not limited yeah. to nine to five. And even within the nine to five, like Ayo has said, you know, you really have to be strategic yeah. if you want to command wealth. Pastor Toyin. I think growing up, we've gotten used to, once I'm out of the university, the next thing is to start looking for a job. And you find people five, six, seven, eight years doing nothing. They are still applying, applying, applying. Opportunities abound everywhere. I think for each person, we should, rather than complain about the problems, the things that are now working in the systems around us, ask yourself, how can I solve problems? People will pay you for solving problems not for wishing problems away. How can I solve this problem? If they have problems with electricity, for example, in your area, how you don't have to have the funds, and that's the beauty. How can you get someone in, partner with someone who has the generator, who can come and provide this service here, and you get your cut and you move on. So there are opportunities everywhere. I was still sharing this story this morning about an estate I lived before. They wanted to do the road. And we're like, all right, everybody pays so social amount, we'll do the road. And I just paid and I just moved on. I did not notice that that was a, an opportunity to make money. Somebody else in their own estate, they had the same problem. And they said, we need to pave stones. And the guy immediately set up a paving stone company. Immediately. And he, today he's, he has another branch. He's making millions of naira. So my question to you would be, what are the problems that jump out? at you in your area where you are at. There are no um, one, two, three, four, five things alone. There are things that you notice. Two of us can walk by a particular place and one person will just notice something is off. Another person just feels everything is okay, I'm fine. So when you have those moments where something appears off to you, don't just brush it off as one of the problems of Nigeria or the whatever country you're resident in, all right? Ask yourself, if I notice this thing, then it means that something inside of me has reacted to this thing. What can I do to make a difference? You might not be able to solve the entire problem, but can you carve out a niche in that particular sector and begin to address it? And people will pay you as small as refuse. You know, there was a time here in Nigeria that everywhere was smelling. And then private companies sprang up and said, pay us this token, we will get rid of your trash. And people started making money from it before the state government now woke up and said no. But people had clean out on it. Water problems, all sorts. There are all sorts. There are, I tell people there are opportunities around us every day. Every direction there are opportunities. It just takes focus. What are you seeing? When people begin to complain about a particular thing in your area, there is money in that thing. There is money. So ask yourself, what are people complaining about? What are people uncomfortable about? 
focus, ask yourself, how can I make people's lives better because of this issue they have? And as you begin to develop products and services to address that issue, you will make money. As, is, as small as working class women, they don't have time to cook. And people started cooking for them. There's money. So I don't understand when people say, I don't have what to do. I don't know what to do. You're just sitting at home. No, you're a lazy person. Get off your back. It's laziness. Get off your back. Yeah. There are things you can do. You can clean for people. You can sweep for people. You can cook. You can all sorts. You can run delivery agencies, all sorts. So there's money everywhere. It, that means it depends on what you are looking at. You can either be part of those who will complain, complain, complain. Or be part of those who will say, okay, guys, what is the problem? Can we, can we hear what, you have to, what, what is bothering you? And then you go back and partner with people to provide solutions. People will pay you to solve problems. Uh, because as you were talking, I, I was just reminded of a story of a woman that um, I had the opportunity of meeting in Singapore. I think she read um, chemical engineering or chemistry, something in that space. But they didn't have water in um, Singapore. They had salt water, you know. And she said some, they used to buy water, a whole nation. They used to buy water from Malaysia, you know. And she said she, that problem did not leave her. She felt that there was something she could be done, that she, she could do about that particular situation. So at some point, she didn't have money. Maybe she had just $2,000. All her funds, she scraped together. She just was looking at how can she solve convert salt water to drinking water. And then, oh God. And then she went to um, a professor in school and asked whether he had any funds for research. She's looking at long and short. You know, she did something about the problem. What now happened was that the government of Singapore, they are buying water from this single woman. In fact, wow. initially when she had that idea, she realized that she needed the... These people that um, build things, <laughs> what the world does, she needed, and she didn't, she didn't have welding experience because she was thinking of filtration and so on yeah. and so forth. You know, she had to learn that skill yeah. because what she was trying to communicate, they were not getting it. Yeah. Eventually, she learned that skill. She developed some membranes and bone membrane system. It worked, and then she expanded it to a large wow. scale. Awesome. The government buys water from this woman directly, and then the government distributes to the people of Singapore. You wow. know, just a simple idea. Yeah. I think that's, that's so, so powerful. If people will have, you know, so many people are looking, and in our society are looking for handouts one way or the other, you know, but like Aya said, nothing is going to drop straight on your laps. All right, let, let's look at money from this um, perspective. Now, how does one strike a balance? There are people that drive for money. All their life, they're trying to get this money. They live for money. You know, how does one strike the balance with the pursuit of money and the love for money? Like the Bible says, it talks about the love for money because I, th I think it's a, it's a fine balance. You know, someone said, you know, money takes on the nature of anybody, yeah. you know, who is handling it at yeah. the time, you know. So money actually has the ability to control you and control your world. So, I mean, what kind of relationship do we need to have with money and how does one strike the balance between you know that drive for money and you know just putting money in its place so for me i think i got to a point where i wasn't making so much as i wanted to and then after a while i just started giving excuses like well i mean i mean some people are they are fine and they don't have so much money and i found out that you know when conversations of money 
were going on. I was just like, find my way. I just excuse myself out of the... I, I didn't want to become uncomfortable that, you know, I wasn't earning as much as I wanted to. But then I then sat down and I thought about it. So when you want to do stuff and you can't conveniently do it, it's, it's then uncomfortable. And then you're wondering, you're screaming, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed everywhere. But, you know, you can't see the manifestation of the blessing. So I then sat down and then thought that, okay, so why am I afraid to have conversations of money? You know, and it was because I was afraid that I might actually not get it. So I had to recondition my mind to tell myself that God actually wants me to have money. God actually wants me to be rich. So there's that part of not wanting to see yourself as somebody who should live in poverty. And then the part of then not being someone who, who is then running after money. So you shouldn't have the love of money, but you shouldn't be afraid to make money because you actually need money to do stuff. If, if you're not a content person, you can have a billion dollars in your account and someone beside you has just a million dollars mm. and your eyes will be in that one million dollars. It's, mm. it's not in the volume or the, the, the quantum of money we have, but contentment and all of that. And, you know, it's the love of money that is the root of evil. When money becomes a god, becomes a mammon to you and you are willing to give your life just to get money, you are willing to sacrifice Anything and everything just for money, no, and all of that. That's, that's not what we're talking about. Even if all you have in your bank account is a million naira, but you know that if tomorrow I have a project of a hundred million dollars, I can talk to God and God will activate channels around me and all of that. So we need to be content, not allow money rule us, but you know, know that and uh, know that when money comes, um. I'm primarily a custodian, a distribution channel for God. And so I'm able to, it's not about my bank balance, but I know that if God puts it in my heart, then the money, the funds to execute whatever dream, whatever yeah, desire yeah. he puts in my heart yeah. is here on earth. Yeah. It's not going to come from, he's here on earth. All I need to go back, do is go back to God and ask him, how shall these things be? And he will show me the people to talk to. He will show me how to go about it. And we should also learn to, be blessing-oriented. Learn to yeah. bless people. When you're a giver, mm. when you're a giver, you, you, there's this joy that comes from seeing other people happy yeah. because you have triggered something in their lives yeah. and all of that. It helps us have a healthy relationship with... I would advise everyone, have a healthy relationship with money. Don't be content with whatever amount you have. Yeah. Knowing that God has got your back. Whatever you need, God has it. And it's here on earth. And mm. God is able to send ravens from the far ends of the earth mm. to bring to you so that you can fulfill his will. So don't fret. Don't be anxious. Just chill out and just follow God. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and just to quickly add to something that she said, I remember that um, um, a while ago, there was this project that, you know, they wanted to do. And they were asking people, give to the project, give to us the project. And in my mind, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, these people have come again. You know, so I, I, I mean, I wanted to give. I really wanted to give, you know, but I, I was like, this notice is too short. So I, I was about to say, like, I was about to alter it and say, guys, you guys should have just given us extra time. You know, you should have given us more time to plan. And then I just felt that check that, Jola, do you really want to give to us this project? I answered in my mind, yes, I want to. Then keep quiet. Keep, keep quiet and trust God that, you know, that supply would come. I honestly didn't know where the money was going to come from, but I just kept quiet. I was like, okay, yes, God, I want to give, and I trust you that you would supply. 
And I think it was in a matter of two days. I didn't, it wasn't even the source I was expecting. You know, the money just came and it just taught me a lesson that, okay, yes, changing your, your, your mindset, your attitude about money is actually very important and yeah. it will yield results. And I'll just like to add, I think God also gives us specific instructions to cater for that because he knows that we are, we are here on earth. We'll need that money. We'll need, and sometimes those instructions, I'll use my life as an example, actually would just be that solution that just, it could be that give in a certain way. It could be that my instruction from the get-go since I got married was, you know, submit my finances to my husband and I questioned God a lot at that time of my life. That, that would be hard, though. That was like my first job and all of that. I questioned him so much that I got my confidence that, you know, in the course of the last 11 years, they've been different times. I've not shaken from it. And what God used to balance it for me, is there anything to add for you to give to me? I said, one, there was one word he said, the Holy Spirit told me then. I was still a very young girl, just started work, that if you have any need, I will meet it. And um, yeah, there are sometimes I, I still have my own bank account. He has his own, but we put our resources together too. But there are sometimes my account balance is a bit low, maybe because I've done all the expenses for the month. And I always tell myself it's okay for my account balance to be low. It will be when I need the money for a particular, yeah. um, God will provide will for come. me because I know that He would never leave me stranded. Yeah. And the scripture God gave me then was, since I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous for so. So God will give us particular instructions as people. It could be a one-time instruction. Mine has been a one-time instruction. And I realized that in the last maybe 11 years, I've not had any need or met. If, it's not, if I don't have the cash, my husband just oh, you want to do this, you know, this is the money. Or the money will just show up. And it's, you know, just following God, following his word. He has a way to, you know, settle all of us. And it doesn't have to be one way for all of us. It might be you submit, it might be you do a business. But following those instructions per time, per season, actually eases a lot of things for us. Wow, awesome. You know, I, I think ultimately we must realize that... Um, Money has a purpose. And when we understand that there is a purpose for this money, it will change our dynamics. Yeah. It will change the attitude and relationship. So we need to have money. And that money that we're going after actually has a purpose. It reminds me of the story in the Bible where the rich young ruler came to Jesus to ask him, what must I do to inherit? And Jesus Christ, rich young ruler, go and sell everything that you have and give everything to people. And he went away dejected. It just showed that, you know, this was someone that didn't even know the purpose of the money he had, yeah. but this money was controlling him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, God told Abraham that, you know, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Bible specifically says that Abraham was rich. Yes. Rich. So we must understand that God wants us rich, yeah. not just for ourselves, but that we Sorry. might be a yeah. blessing to his kingdom ultimately. All right. I mean, it's been such an engaging conversation on the subject. I mean, we can never exhaust the subject of, <laughs> of money, <laughs> of money. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I think it's been quite interesting understanding that, yes, we need to have money. We need to make money. We need to multiply the money that, that has been given to us. We also need to manage the money appropriately. And I think one way by which we can manage and multiply money was one of the things that Pastor Taffy said, investment. So whatever level you are, you must have an investment because that's one passive way that you can make money. And after having the money, it's important to know that that money has a purpose in your life. 
All right, it's going to be a wrap for today. And um, I trust that you've learned one or two things from this session. And so until we'll come your way next time again, this is the Good Life Podcast. Thank you. Special thanks to Ebenezer Umudi at the Audio Console. The Good Life Podcast was directed by Wandu Alayodi and produced by Modupe Ijisheson for Kingsworth Global.